I would always apply and they would be like, oh no, you don't have enough experience. And I was like, well, I'm only 16 years old or 18. How am I supposed to have experience? And so that was my first experience receiving money under the table. And I was excited, even though it was little. And I was excited to show my parents that, look, I can make my own money and I can also spend it on whatever I want. You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to help stigmatize the idea of wanting more money as a woman of color. More money, more options, not only for you and your family, but also for our community. I am your host, Lucy King, Latina Wealth Coach on a mission to help more mujeres become investors in lunch and online business. Just like you, I used to believe that I could only earn money if I was mentally and physically hard. And after learning about stock market investing and online business, I can tell you that there is a new way for us to create a legacy while living our purpose and not having to work as hard for money. So if you are ready to dive into understanding your money mindset, entrepreneurship, and stock market investing, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello, Danny. Welcome to the podcast. ¿Cómo estás? How are you? Hola, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm here in Lisbon, Portugal right now, and I just got off the bus to make it in time for our chat. So I'm excited to meet with you today. I love it. And I love, I want to say that I love just seeing other Latinas that are of immigrants just traveling all over the world while building their business. So for those mujeres that are here listening and are not familiar with who you are and what you do, could you please tell us a little bit about Wow. Yeah. Who is Tani? Yeah. So Tani, I am Latina. I My parents are from Honduras and El Salvador, and they immigrated from those countries to the U.S. and met in Cleveland, Ohio. Very random. So uh, that's actually where I grew up. I was born in Cleveland, and I had a definitely a different childhood than my parents, uh, but I'm super grateful that, you know, they were always very hardworking and always wanted to give me a life that was better than theirs. So today, who is Tani? She is a social media coach, also a consultant, and she helps other busy business owners grow through social media by using it as a tool for their business to inspire, make an impact in their communities, and also connect with their ideal people. I love it. And we're going to dive into that social media aspect of how we can use it as a tool to grow our business. But everyone that comes to the podcast, I like to talk about your personal story because you just mentioned that it's so important for us to connect with people, right? So how did you grow up and what was your relationship with money? Yeah. So how I grew up, I saw my parents just working all the time and always trying to make sure that we were well-fed, well-educated, and also safe. 
So they definitely made sure that we were involved in sports and soccer was actually a huge part of my life. It's actually what inspired me to be an entrepreneur and also like taught me how to lead a team, lead the managers on my team right now. And also it's what gave us food on the table. So a little bit about my dad, he's actually the first generation entrepreneur in my family. So he was always inspiring me to someday be an entrepreneur, but I did not know how to do that. And so I just remember like he was working, my mom was working and I was always being taken care of by my big sister or my grandma. And so by seeing that, I knew, okay, I want to work, but I just don't know what to do. And I know like when I was in high school, my first job was actually making milkshakes uh, (laughs) for this, uh, this restaurant. But See, this is where money came into my life because that was my first paying job, but it was paid under the table. I just remember having a hard time getting a job at, I don't really want to name them, but these big brand stores, you know, that sell candles or uh, that sell clothing. I would always apply and they would be like, oh no, you don't have enough experience. And I was like, well, I'm only 16 years old or 18. How am I supposed to have experience? And so that was my first experience receiving money under the table. And I was excited, even though it was little. And I was excited to show my parents that, look, I can make my own money and I can also spend it on whatever I want. So that's how my relationship started by being able to buy whatever I wanted without having to feel bad that my parents had to work extra hours or whatever it may be to give me some of these items. So that's where it started. I like that you share your journey and you're right. A lot of companies want us to have this experience, but it's like, and I think that's where the misconnection happened between, you know, corporate America and the first gen experience, because they make so many assumptions about us, right? We're like, uh, hello, we're navigating a whole new system. We're the first ones to try something different. So yeah, it's hard. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that. And now I want to go back to the point where you talk about how your parents were always working hard. Was that actual physical work as entrepreneurs? So my dad, physical work, he's a soccer coach. So he coached, he still does today. He's 69 years old and he's still coaching because he loves it. So he's led a school, soccer school in the city that we're from. And yeah, he would coach soccer camps and just like be there moving. And that's why he's still active today. And my mom would find jobs like on the side, whether um, it was like helping elderly people because she always wanted to help people. That was like her biggest thing. And it's not so much like that she really had to because my dad was open to supporting her, but she really wanted to make her own money too, because she came from another country and she saw the opportunities in the US and was like, well, I would like to make my own too. So it was mostly my dad who had like heavy physical labor. Yeah. And I love that your mom was like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to make my own money (laughs) because it's so important. You know, Uh, I I think sometimes, you know, culturally we're, we're also uh, expected to be okay with just letting the man take care of us, which, you know, it's a good thing. But also, like, I always say, like, you have to have your own money. Um, I do want to ask you, I follow you for a while. I like the things you do. And one of the things that I want to ask you is what are some money limiting beliefs that you have to let go to really embrace entrepreneurship? And specifically, I know that you have an evergreen course, so you don't have to physically work as hard for money as your parents did. So what are those beliefs that you have to let go 
go off. Yeah. The one thing is the word save. That that was the word that I always heard growing up. I never heard the word invest up until probably a couple of years ago. I'm not even kidding. So like I, I know growing up, it was always like, we need to save, we need to save more money, but we never thought about like making more money or asking for more money. It was just saving. And so now I know what to ask for because I've been working in this industry for some time. Now I feel very good about asking for my worth so that I can serve people so that I'm not running on low battery, right? Or like low energy. So when it comes to limiting beliefs, I remind myself that it's good to invest. And that looks very different, not just investing in coaches, like it could be investing in a tool for my business that can make my clients experience more richer. It could look like living somewhere or like, for example, I'm here in Portugal right now because I love the cost of living. I love that I can live my life how I want to and eat good food. And I also remind myself that it's it's okay to take smarter risks every now and then uh, that as long as they will reward me in the long run. So my word for this year is actually intentionality, like be just being intentional. So that's where that comes into play too. It's It's okay to spend money, but intentionally. I love that so much. And thank you for sharing that. So intentionally and uh, being intentional with how you spend your money is important. But also, I want to talk about your area of expertise, which is social media marketing and consulting. And you keep using the word purpose, posting word purpose. In fact, I believe that is the name of your course, right? And so I want to dive into the topic. So Go ahead and put your social media hat on now because we're just going to dive into the topic as Latinas, entrepreneurs. The reality is that there is a lot of things that we have no clue how we're doing it. Uh, sometimes even we don't even know why we're doing it, right? And so why is this so important to post with purpose on social media? Yeah. So why is it important to post with purpose on social? And the reason for this is because if you are just posting with no clear direction, then you're not really going to have any type of goal and you're going to feel let down. You may feel drained. You may battle with some things inside of you, some limiting beliefs, some negative thoughts. So that's why it's always important to, to have a clear purpose of why you are posting so that you know like how to serve your people um, in the best way possible. Because as we know, that's just how social media is today. It's a platform for us to be social. And if we are not doing that, then it just leads into some difficulties if we don't have some intention behind our posts. Thank you for sharing that. And I know that at the beginning when, you know, Latinas are starting their own business, it's really hard for them to think long term, right? Like, oh my God, I think I just, I just want to post so I can get more followers, which I know that I fell into the trap of like, I'm just going to post to get more people. And I've learned so much, but I want you to tell us like, what are some of the things that we should avoid when we are, you know, first day Latinas trying to grow a business and we have no clue what to do. <laughs> So something that we really want to be like intentional about, here comes the word again, is how we connect with others. So are we cold DMing people? Are we 
just being fake to people and just saying like, you know, or sharing compliments that we don't mean or just like things like that. You want to make sure that you're being very authentic because another thing is whatever you say, people can always hold it against you in the future. So it's, you have to be very careful with what you post, what you say, especially in the DMs. And just remember, like there is a human behind these pages. There's humans following you. Uh, so don't get too carried away with wanting this certain number of followers. And then let's say you do get to that certain number of followers. Do you know how to serve them? Do you know how to serve? Like the biggest thing for me that I remind my clients is if you have 300 followers today, are you serving those 300 so that you're ready to serve 3000 tomorrow? You have to know how to convert the people you already have and not just converting. I know a lot of us get lost with like, oh, it means money. No, it actually means perhaps them referring you to someone. It means impact. Impact. Yeah. Them starting a conversation on one of your posts. So yeah, that's like the biggest thing that I have to share with that. What are your thoughts on the follow for follow or on the like, like for like, or on the, what is the other one? Uh, paid, pay to follow. If anyone listening, please do not believe in these gross, I guess we could say, wannabe strategies. They don't work because I've seen it firsthand. I've dealt with clients where they've come to me and asked, like, why isn't my 5,000 followers that I have, why aren't they liking my posts? Or, you know, why aren't there many likes? Well, because you thought this was a strategy, but really you were bringing people who were not your ideal audience. So now what we have to do is remove them as followers, actually, to help build your engagement. So it's not going to work. And just try to be authentic and be intentional about what you're posting and how you're using the tool for your business. I know that I'm guilty of the follow for follow when I started my business back in like 20, I want to say 2019, when I was more active on social media. And I, I think for me, wasn't necessarily like, I just wanted more people. I was just legitimately curious on how this worked. And you're right. Like uh, at some point I realized that it wasn't working. So I actually had to remove a lot of people because I was like, this person is never going to need my message. This person is probably never going to buy from me. And so I, I am very intentional on what I post now. But, you know, a lot of the mindset shift actually was coming from following your page because I was like, okay, you know, like I like how she's saying like purpose and I'm all about purpose and money and all that. And so, you know, your message resonated with me. So I was like, yeah, like I have to do some cleanup. I have to do some things. And I know that as entrepreneurs, we struggle so much with ideas on what to post because, you know, we're like, okay, I want to serve. I want to help. But am I being too much? So how can we create content? And if you could talk a little bit about what content pillars are, like now I understand it, but a lot of people don't. That will be super helpful. Yeah. So we often hear them as content pillars, content topics, content buckets, whatever you wish to call them. And what they are essentially is topic that you look forward to talking about and it's all leading you to your goals. So if you are looking forward to increasing your clientele and inviting more people to work with you or join your program, then you're going to focus on promotion type content, but you're also going to focus on connection type content, especially it it usually depends on what your offer is to and like what your business is about. But 
it's not only going to be about promotion. There's going to be connection or inspirational type content, educational type content. Those are all different content pillars uh, that we can choose from. And I don't want anyone listening to this think that they have to create a piece of content under every content pillar because I understand a lot of us are busy business owners and I am one myself, which is why I work with people like me (laughs) because I know what it's like to run a business and also use social media as a tool. So my best advice is use at max between two to three topics that you want to talk about. And then from there, you are able to figure out what type of content we need to create for our pages. That is so helpful. So what you're saying is like, I don't need to have like 20 content pillars to be a successful business owner. Like I can have just like, I can have maybe three content pillars. Is that enough to be successful? Yeah, that is enough. That's a good number to work with. And I'm saying this because I know that, you know, as first-gen Latinas, a lot of us are like very eager to grow and overachieve. (laughs) So we think that more is better. And sometimes it's probably less is better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And less is better because think about it like this, right? So we have, let's say, okay, we have about 3,000 followers and we post something this week. That doesn't mean all of those followers are going to see that on the same exact date, the same exact time. It's their chances are maybe some of your followers log on once a week or every other day. So we have to take that into account. It's okay to post about something one week and then keep talking about it each day because there's going to be different areas that we are going to target our audience, whether it's in the stories, in the feed, if it's a graphic or if it's a reel, maybe on TikTok. There's so many ways that we can talk about one thing. And I encourage anyone listening to, to do that. So let's talk about that. You said it's okay to post something more than once. There is some mindset that comes with that because you create, let's say, a carousel post. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to post it, but I don't want to post it too much because people are going to get sick of me or, you know, the imposter syndrome. Is that true? No, they're not going to get sick of it because there's going to be people who are just like them who you haven't reached yet. So by you posting that same topic, perhaps make it look a little different, maybe post it as a reel this time or post it on your stories. Someone out there is going to be attracted to that. So don't only limit yourself to just your followers and only thinking about them. No, there's people who are just like your community. But of course, we have to think about our community that we have first in order to serve more people who are just like them. I love that. If you are ready to embrace well-building as a first-gen professional through stock market investing or online business, I would love to support you with that through my private coaching. It is the most intimate way for us to work together. You will be fully supported with weekly calls, worksheets, and everything you need to create the money systems the mindset, and of course, the vision that you need to create a legacy. This is what past clients have said about working with me. One of my clients said, best investment ever. You exceeded my expectations from the first call and until the end. Another client said, before working with Lucy, I was paralyzed in making decisions about my finances. After working with Lucy, I have learned that money can be simple and fun. 
Another client that I help with private business coaching said, Lucy is a badass Latina who helps you with limiting beliefs, money mindset, operating a business, and of course, learn about stock market investing. So if you are ready to work with a coach who understand what it's like to want more, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. Danny, how do we know what's working? Because as entrepreneurs, you just said, hey, we spend so much time like managing a team, you know, looking at projections for our business, you know, talking to our uh, financial team. And of course, there has to be time for content creation. But how do we know what's working? How do we know whether or not our social media strategy is actually strong? Yeah. So it all depends on what your goal is. This goes back to the your SMART goal, which is actually what I uh, work on with my clients inside Post of Purpose. So at the beginning, we look at all these different types of goals, whether it's increasing our following or increasing our clientele, uh, increasing sales, increasing engagement, or even brand awareness, things like that. And seeing from the moment we started to update our strategy, what type of growth have we seen so far? Have we seen more uh, growth in sales? Have we seen more website clicks after promoting our business on a weekly basis, not once every month, if that's your goal? Are we seeing some comments or even DMs of people communicating with us? Even a reply is engagement. So We have to really think about that and how it's not just about the likes, shares, comments, saves. It's also replies or even anyone liking your story. And a lot of the time too, people may be sharing your page with someone else, but we don't know that because we don't have the access to that type of data. Or someone may be talking about us to someone else. And I know I myself have been introduced to people that way where they were like, oh, I heard about your page from someone and I didn't even know who the person was. So you never know who's talking about you, which is why it's so important to have a strong social media presence uh, in case you are to be referred to someone and they have no idea who you are, but they can learn about who you are just through your page. You're giving us so many gems. So I'm like, I'm taking notes for these. Um, What are some of the, I want to say, most common opportunities that you see that Latina, specifically Latina entrepreneurs are maybe missing or like the mistakes that we're making that maybe we need to like, okay, let's shift gears a little bit. It's a really good one. I think limiting with who we work with is is one thing. I think there's definitely opportunity with with um not only limiting to work with just Latinas or just women. Like I feel like there's so much power in coming together with other communities um and things like that or only following like a certain amount. Like you really have to try to widen who you're following and the type of content that you're seeing too, because this is actually a big, another big mistake that often happens. So some coaches only follow coaches or they only follow pages in their industry. And when you do that, that's where imposter syndrome comes, or that's where you start comparing yourselves to others. So it's really important to have a diverse 
following and because that's how the algorithm works. So when you follow those pages, that's all the algorithm is going to show you. And you're not going to be thinking so much outside the box. You're going to be so limited with what you're seeing on a daily basis. And you're not going to be able to really reach your ideal clients. This is like free coaching, mujeres. So if you're not taking notes, you are missing out because Danny's just giving us all kinds of things that are worth literally thousands of dollars. So you brought up the algorithm, which is something that I personally struggle with because I don't understand how it works. How yeah. can someone like me get educated on that? And should I actually even spend time trying to learn how the algorithm works. Yeah. So it's all depending on your interests. So if you are engaging with some posts um, on a regular basis, then the algorithm is going to feed you more posts that are similar to that. So that's why it's important to make sure you are following just diverse. For example, like me, I'm a coach, but I don't want to only follow coaches. And there was a point where I was doing that. Because I was just like, oh, like making a connection here, making, but I need to, to follow food pages or follow skin dermatologist type pages. Cause those are the type of clients that I have. There's so many different other industries too, that I've worked with, but also another thing that would be helpful is perhaps having another page where it's a personal page. So you can only follow things that have absolutely nothing to do with your business, or uh, maybe just bring you joy and are funny so that you can only focus on that content on that page and you don't get distracted. For example, in my case, I love like following celebrities or like following up on celebrity gossip, but I'm not going to follow those pages on my business page because that's going to take away from my focus. And I'm going to waste a lot of time scrolling through, whereas I'm there to serve my people. I like celebrity chisme too. (laughs) (laughs) Almost too much. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my God, this has been so so amazing i have seen your girl from going on your first live to now traveling internationally to growing uh, your business to investing in different things but what is one investment that you made in yourself that you were just terrified like oh my goodness like i don't want to say the bad word but you were like scared like you know what i'm thinking but like really scared but you made it and you're glad you did Really happy uh, that in November 2021, Black Friday, I made the purchase of uh, joining a travel program so that I can travel the world for four months and live, work abroad in places that some places I've been to, but some places I've never been to with people that I don't even know. That was the biggest investment that I made in myself. And I say that too, because for me, yes, it was big. But for my mom, she was like, Tani, you're spending too much money on this Latina mother. (laughs) She was like, Tani, like, I don't know you should be saving this money, uh, you know, putting in your business. And I was like, this is for my business. I'm going to meet other people. I'm going to meet other cultures. I don't just only want to work in the U.S. or work with only Americans. I want to help people from all over the world. And that's what I did. I I met people who had so many different types of businesses or uh, maybe didn't have as many opportunities as we do in the U.S. And that was just very nice to see. Yeah. And I also found love abroad, too. And I have to add that for any Latinas listening. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I want that cheese now. <laughs> we'll have to do another episode. <laughs> 
yeah get back for that cheese man that is so amazing and i and i love that you're sharing that that you know we sometimes take for granted the opportunities that we have and i am a big fan of international travel because it keeps you humble it keeps yeah. you humble and you know as we build wealth as uh, first gen latinas it's so important for us to appreciate what we have but also help and give back so danny i have two questions for you uh one is what is your definition of wealth and then the second one is how can we support you and the work that you do yeah my definition of wealth is just being intentional about your decisions in every area of your life health is wealth right um, education is wealth, uh, finance, like you have to just be very intentional about how you're handling each of those areas, or even love is another one. So and family, that is what wealth means to me, just having all of those areas uh, feel good to you. And knowing that you are making the right decisions to feel that wealth um, in those. And how can y'all support me? So feel free to follow along if you want to introduce yourself, maybe there's something that I may have said that you related with, or maybe you have interest in traveling to Portugal, I'd be so happy to share some recommendations as I've been here for quite some time. And when it comes to my business, what we have going on right now is three ways that we can work together. Uh, if you would like to work privately with me and simplify how you create uh, and use social media as a tool for your business to make an impact in your community, inspire and connect with others, we can work together through private coaching. And you can certainly apply it link in bio or even DM me if you'd like to learn more. Uh, I also offer social media audits for anyone who needs a refresher on their page. Maybe you're kind of stuck with creating content for the month ahead, or maybe you just needed someone to have some extra eyes to give you some feedback, advice, and tips. And lastly, if you are looking for social media management and want to hand over your page to someone, you're like, Connie, I am not creating. I just want someone to do it for me. I have an amazing team of managers and a lot of them Latina which is exciting too. <laughs> and they are excited to work with you. And I also work with them on the strategy side. So we'll all work together to help you meet your business goals through social. The last part that you said on how people can work with you, I was like, hashtag goals. <laughs> I I love being on social media, but creating is something that I'm getting better at it. But I'm like, okay, you know, so it's so important for us to understand what is in our zone of genius and how we can grow by allowing other people to help us. So Danny, it has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming to the Say Hola Well podcast. I want yeah. the chisme on the love, <laughs> love life. <laughs> I will share more sometime soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. If you are looking for additional resources to help you start your wealth building journey or online business, make sure you check out our blog at sayholawealth.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong, and stay inspired. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general informational purposes only, and it does not constitute legal accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. 
we assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liabilities for errors, inaccuracy, omission, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.